What's up, players? Welcome to another spoiler cast special episode of Ready Press Play. Our show is typically your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games, posting every Friday on your favorite podcast service. But occasionally, we do special episodes called DLCs, where we either focus on one major topic or discuss our thoughts in one game. This is one of those where we'll be diving deep into a way out. The way those typically go is that we're going to talk about the game spoiler-free for the first 10 to 15 minutes of it, talk about our general opinions and review of the game, and then we're going to go full spoilers and everything is ready to be revealed. So you probably want to step out if you haven't played and finished the game yet, but nonetheless, let's get started. No matter where you found us, please make sure to subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts, and if you like it, please leave us a nice review. I'm your host, Daniel Lima, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Louis Minchaka. You know, Dan, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. This is, a, this is definitely something pretty new for us. So this is the first time that we're doing this podcast live on twitch.tv slash readypressplay. So if you're listening to this on your typical podcast services like you normally do, uh, you might notice some weird stuff. We might do some interacting with the chat. This might feel a little bit different. And it's kind of a trial run for us. I mean, if it goes well, maybe we're going to start doing our regular podcast this way as well. But we'll see. Not promising yeah. anything yet. Also, uh, Fame says, well, I still want to play this game, so I'm out. <laughs> Just want to stop by <laughs> and show some support to you guys. So, yeah, that's well, fair enough. Thank you so much for uh, showing up, Fame, and, and uh, good luck with everything that you're working on with uh, Level 1 Gaming and everything. Absolutely. Um, if you guys happen to see Leah at all in this stream, she is uh, hiding in the background. It's like you can do a little bit of a Where's Waldo game type thing if you want while watching the while watching the stream. If you're listening to this audio only later, then that doesn't make any sense. So don't worry about that. Uh, and that's it. So A Way Out is a game that came out in 2018, uh, developed by Hazelight Studios, published by EA, directed by Joseph Ferris. Same director of the game Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which is one of my personal favorites. We've talked a little bit about this on the regular episode. And obviously, we played through this game on twitch.tv slash readypressplay. We played it week after week. Uh, we had some people like Ghost Ghost Baby Juan, as well as uh, Ryan and, and Leah and a few of our other fans, you know, and, and listeners follow through and watch us watch us play through it. Um, we It was it was a really good time. And we're here today to, uh, to talk about Way Out. So first, spoiler free, Lewis. What were your thoughts, your overall thoughts of this game? The game was very unique in the sense that there, how many games are out there where you play a game cooperatively? Like it, it is a requirement. You can't play the game solo. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the game is really, really well paced in the sense that everything is timed perfectly. Like there are some sequences where I don't know what kind of magic they had to make it so where things like happen at the same time together and they coalesce perfectly. And like the game is like playing a movie. Uh, you have um, uh, action sequences where there's like one take and the camera is just following and stuff. I think that's uh, a really cool ass uh, thing, and I'm I am very impressed, and I want more. And I want I I kind of I kind of was thinking about like you know uh, from a recommendation standpoint, like what what games can we play that are like this? And there aren't many that I can think of. So that's uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, where I stand. I wish there were more uh, more games out there like that we can do, not just for like streaming purposes, like us playing together, but just in general. Like I think that's such a a cool novel concept. So hopefully, Dan, you heard every everything I said because you're kind of like buffering, but I'm hoping that you heard everything. I hope I don't have to repeat myself. Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, worst case scenario, I can just wing it anyway, and then I can listen to it later, as we've actually done in some of our shows in the past. And yeah. uh, I don't know if people could really tell the difference. <laughs> no, I, yeah. uh, I think this game was really fun. I thought it was based on some really cool ideas, and it kind of seems to start with the concept of 
what if we made a game that has to be played by exactly two people? It can't be played by any more than two people. It can't be played by any less than two people. This is not a single player game. And this is also not, not your typical uh, online multiplayer game where you can go and squat up with randoms and things like that. This really was designed and created for the one-on-one couch co-op experience or potentially online multiplayer experience. But even if you play it online, I feel like it's really meant to be played with somebody that is your friend, somebody that you're on some kind of voice chat with and all that stuff, because it really comes across like the game really was designed with that in mind as kind of the, the core design principle behind it. And everything else in the game was built on that on top of that assumption. So uh, something that's kind of interesting with with game development and game design in general is that you sometimes you can make certain assumptions about the player and the situation that the player is going to be playing the game in it, it is in, and then based on that you can make certain decisions for the gameplay. But because most games are in a scenario where oh you can play this alone or you can play this co-op or you can play this on this way or whatever, like drop um, in and drop out, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then then you can't fully commit to any one way that the game is played and you have to make sure there are different avenues to support everything or different game modes. So it's kind of cool to see a game honestly kind of have the balls to be like, no, this is how you're going to play the game. And then because they can make that assumption that you're always going to be playing with that person next to you, design the game with that in mind. And and that's what makes these games so unique and different, like the way that the the cinematic shots are made and the way that the the screen is split between the two views of the two characters uh when you occasionally are doing certain actions and then and then one view of the screen gets bigger and takes over the other player's screen and so forth and i also feel like a lot of moments in this game are built to create pander in between the banter in between the people that are that are playing it so there are a lot of like all the mini games are added so that you can go and compete with the person next to you and have a little funny moment of trying to beat each other. And then a lot of the other moments where you're having to work together, it's, it's really counting on you communicating with the other person. I feel like there's a lot of moments in this game where I don't know how we could have done if we weren't on voice chat together to be like, yo, do this. I'm there. Do that. Um, it's not impossible, but it, it really seems like that's we played the game the way it was meant to be played. Uh, the only way it would have been better if we we're actually physically next to each other, which is not possible right now. Uh, but regardless, I thought it was I thought it was really cool that things worked the way they did. Um, and and ultimately, I had such a good time with this game. And so many of the good moments of the game are made better or are born out of playing with with a friend and and having to deal with. You know, oh, God damn it, you did that wrong. Or, or you know, like having to coordinate together and then feeling like the accomplishment of having coordinated and accomplished something together. So I wonder, like, how do you uh, how do you do like, all right, we're going to bust this door down together. We're going to go on three, but you have to do it without voice chat on the Internet. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know. Um, you'd have to, you'd have to look at both characters and then try to figure out what's going on and, and how to do it that way, um, which would be interesting. But no, the game is a lot of fun. I have to say, you can tell that there's this kind of, there's a little bit of a low budget aspect of the game that I almost wonder if it doesn't actually make it better. <laughs> um, because it was kind of funny to go through the occasional glitchy moments or the occasional just not very polished moments and janky moments and to make fun of it together um and to and to almost try to work around the jank of the game every once in a while and some of the problematic mechanics so i feel like 
on one side is like, man, I wonder what Joseph Ferris could do. And this this team obviously could do if if they were given the budget off a Naughty Dog, if they were the, given the budget off a, you know, a Sony Santa Monica or a Bungie or something. And on the other end, it's like, I wonder if it almost kind of like ruined the charm a little bit because it is cool to see. It, it, it is cool to make fun of the game in, in all of these different ways, too. Like, the kid playing basketball, like, halfway through, and it's it's all weird, and, like, the animation is all messed up and stuff. And the little kid wouldn't even, like, uh, when you try to pass the ball for the kid to, to to make a, to try to score, he would just pass the ball right back to you instead. A little AI <laughs> it was a, yeah, that NBA 2K, it is not. Um, but, yeah, Juan did say that it would be nice to have a countdown like Portal 2 has. Would have been useful. So, I didn't mm. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good uh, game for us to play on stream as well, by the way, Portal 2 together, because I didn't really get too deep into the multiplayer aspect of that game. So Portal 2 has uh, Portal Two has co-op? Yes. Yes, it does. It's like a different mode. It's like you got your typical, um, like you can play the whole game in single player, and then it has a different mode, which is co-op, but it's not the same. It's not the same game. Ah. It's almost like there's two campaigns. There's a regular campaign and there's the co-op campaign. So, so that because the multiplayer campaign was is is centered around having two people. So, mm-hmm. wait, how many how many players can Portal Two handle? By the way, I think it can only handle two players. I think mm-hmm. it's it's kind of similar to a way out actually, where it was like that campaign was built to be played by two players, mm-hmm. and the puzzles are designed so that it's like one player needs to be do something on one side, and the other player will do something on the other side, or that's how it works out. So a 3D snipper um, clips, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is which is another interesting one to do this kind of thing with as well. Going back to a way out, though. So would would you ultimately recommend the game? Would you oh. say that this is a game that everybody should play? Oh, a thousand percent, man! This is such a good fun game. I think that uh, this game is like playing a movie, and we we say that a lot by like a lot of games, but like this one specifically has a lot of like cinematic like camera work and it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of yeah, cinematography and some uh, some uh, I would say some B movie level acting, but I think that's more uh, that's more like on purpose. That's more of a deliberate choice made by the director and like the script mm. and stuff. The game is very much like in the, like it's set in the past. I don't know if it's set in the seventies. I think it's set in the seventies, and it's kind of very much like a seventies eighties kind of mishmash of like of uh, of tropey movies, uh, B movies and stuff. Like there's a lot of nods. Like I even called out during the actual stream itself. I called out Scarface. So if you're into if you're into uh, into like these uh, these buddy cop movies, these uh, these um, uh, dynamic uh, like like lethal weapon uh, type uh, scenarios and stuff. I think that this is one of those games that you would definitely enjoy uh, through and through. I know I did, and this is like one thousand percent a recommendation for me as far as like you definitely should play it. It's short. I mean, like we, we didn't know it's six hours. It's it's perfect. It's like that sweet that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there is a lot of good things about it. I mean, there we talk so much about the games that overstay their welcome. Um, and this is a game that definitely didn't do that. Uh, when I first started, I thought it was going to be shorter than, than it actually ended up being. But still, we, we beat it in three streams, you know, and, and three streams of two or so hours. So this is a game that theoretically two friends like could hang out together and play in one sitting at like a like a, a Saturday night or something, you know what I mean? Or or maybe in two different sessions and they would have had a great time with it. So I, I really like that about it. And we keep comparing it to a movie, which I think is fair. And this, this game especially plays a lot of movie tropes. But I also want to use that as an opportunity to give a shout out to Joseph Ferris' game, especially and something that I know that he tries to do is there's a lot of games out there that are very 
gamey and are very all about the gameplay, right? For instance, pretty much any 2D Super Mario game is all about the gameplay. It's not about the story. It's not about cinematics or anything like that. And then you get you got games like um, something like The Last of Us or even something like like The Walking Dead, the game or something where it's really more about the narrative and the story and, and the gameplay is, is almost just kind of the mechanics in which you get to experience the story. But it's really kind of like watching a movie. And there are some people out there, some designers and directors that are really big in the idea of really meshing the two. And something that they'll say is that the way that games can can be made better and evolve past movies is when they don't get held back by the typical movie storytelling. And they instead use the mechanics to tell the story in a way that only games can do. And I feel like this game is able to do that because I feel like there's so many moments that we had while playing this game together that would not have been as good if it was just, if we were just watching it. Right. And I know the people the that are watching ride. us right now. The boat yeah. ride comes yeah, to exactly. mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like go left, um, bitch. No, like you're like the other <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like this is a great example of a game that a lot of like the, the mechanics and the cinematic and the movie aspect of it and the story work together to give you this ultimate experience that is the blend of both. Um, and it's with its jankiness and it's with its issues and its flaws, but um, it ultimately is still is a very fun, enjoyable, and I would say memorable experience. Side so note. Definitely si- recommend. Yeah, yeah, side note, just because like it may not be like next gen as far as visuals go, but even in my memories, I still remember I still upres it in my head, by the way, even to even right now. <laughs> so just watching it doesn't give it justice. I think I think the memories of it is gonna be is gonna ring true more more uh more often than not, I would say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Louis, are you ready to go on full spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. That's this is where I'm I got a clip ready to go. That's one of my fa- I, 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 I uh, we played this game and I deliberately went out of my way to make a Twitch clip on the tw- our Twitch account so that way it never gets deleted. If when you make a highlight, it never deletes. So it's gonna be there forever. Hmm. All right, I want to see it. Yeah, for sure. We'll have it. Uh, we'll have it when the time comes. Yeah, I I don't want to just like you know shoehorn and go straight into it. I have it. Oh, all pre- I, I have see. A, I see. I have it prepped. I have it prepped. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so where do we even start talking about this game? I guess we got to start with the, the from the beginning. Yeah. With the introduction of these two characters, Leo and Vincent. Uh, I played as Leo, you played as Vincent. And the beginning of the game starts with both of these characters in jail. I believe Vincent coming into jail for the first time. And their experience getting to know each other and then using each other's help to escape prison together. What did you think about the beginning of the game and kind of the whole prison escape sequence? I was actually um, surprised by the whole situation because I honestly thought that they were going to do the tropey thing where actually it is my, it's probably more tropey that they don't become friends right off the get right off the bat because in my <laughs> head true. I was thinking they were going to just be friends from the get go and then they're just going to just hit the ground running. I honestly thought that like you know just based on the marketing and stuff and like the whole prison break scenario, I was thinking that they were already going to be in prison for a while that they've already known each other they've been planning it for the from the long time but no they're just going to straight up like do this really fast and really easy and it like it almost kind of like reminds me of like a, of a of a of a funny ass thing that people do on pitch meeting it's a youtube channel on screen rant where like the the, the script writer says oh getting out of prison that must be really tough and then the writer is going to be like actually it's going to be super easy barely an inconvenience <laughs> so <laughs> oh so, yeah i remember that i remember yeah. that 
so, I've, I've seen a few of those YouTube videos. They're pretty funny. Um, yeah, I was kind of shocked about that, too. I, I thought the game was about the prison break. So yeah, coming yeah. <laughs> in, I thought the ending of the game was going to be the prison break. I thought that's kind of why we we're going to work towards the whole game. But it's merely act one of the story, if even that. It's it's really chapter one of a five chapter story. So so there's quite, quite a bit more after it. Um, but it, it was it's still a fun part of the game anyway. And, and this is really where you get introduced to the two characters and their backstory and the fact that they're both kind of brought together by their hate of this other character that seems to have screwed them over. I forgot his name right now. Oh, let me look um, that up for you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No you Normally you do this, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and you really get to experience the started experiencing the differences between the two characters, too. Uh, too. So Vincent usually has his more lawful way of going about things and and he's more about you know doing things right and and trying to not hurt anybody in the process and being sneaky and stealthy and all that and leo is a little bit more chaotic he's a little bit more about just ramming through whatever's on the way to to get to his goals and and it was it was interesting to see how the different characters played his name was uh harvey by the way okay there we go yes harvey yeah um yeah i actually was kind of um it's kind of interesting because, like, I was more my whole like pragmatism about how I like my whole personality and stuff. And you get like you're whenever you select your your players at the beginning of the game, uh, it's like you play like this uh, prologue, not prologue, this kind of sequence where you're you're um, in the future and you're trying to get caught up to the story where you're on the plane. And then when you're on the plane, you're starting the game. You actually get like little pro- personality profiles of each character and how they are. And I was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of uh, want to, you know, play as uh, as Vincent because this Leo guy is just too fucking crazy for me to play as. So I was like, Dan, be the, be the crazy guy. Um, but yeah, like I just, uh, it's kind of interesting because I think I think Leo might just because he's like this, like kind of like the Heath Ledger Joker. He's just kind of crazy. He just kind of just does things, and <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. we're, you know, it's like he. Uh, He's like his his personality is kind of like he's kind of like a hammer and he sees everything as a nail that he's just gonna have to like just hit and um, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know just he wants to brute force his way out of everything he wants to punch uh, punch people out and be like all right that takes care of that problem whereas uh, Vincent he's like let me just talk to them and let me just talk this guy down let me convince him like uh, and it's an interesting mechanic because we we we're just they make the game makes us decide are we going to do things Leo's way or Vincent's way and we always decided but like I wonder like how the game actually decides if we both don't agree with each other we both toggle mm. we've never actually tried to toggle uh one way or the other so that's never just I, that's interesting was there ever a timer though on those selections because I was kind of under the impression that it only proceeded once we agreed on one choice I believe yeah I, yeah I think there was there okay. was there was uh, there was no timer not that I remember and I think we always had to agree and we would, we didn't ever pause the game on stuff so I I actually kind of want to know if like because you have to like press square I believe to like lock in your choice if I'm not mistaken so what mm. if we both like press squared on opposite choices where we both try to do it our own way so that's interesting. Hmm. I never thought of that. It's kind of, yeah. It's that's that's a cool point, nonetheless, because I I think it's interesting to think about how we played through this game and we had an experience playing through this game. And while all the major story beats would probably still have happened in the same way, it does make you wonder how different could the game have been if we had chosen the other choice for 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 any of those uh, moments. And you saw some of that because you had played the game before. Uh, and not completely, but you played. Kind of seems like you actually had played through a good like seventy percent of the of the game before. 
Um, well, I had I mentioned that I had played a little bit of it, but that really I, I really found out that that was really just like at most twenty to thirty minutes of it because I didn't even get to get out of the get out of prison or anything like that. Um, after they escape prison, then we get to uh, chapter two, which is called Fug- Fugitives. Wait, where, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I yeah, wanna, go ahead, go ahead. I want to just give a shout out to like the prison sequence. Let's 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 take our time with this. We gotta we gotta massage okay. this. All right, shout out to the part where we're calling it like, hey, hey, stop, 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 stop. Like you know, like we gotta like we're trying to get the wrench going and everything <laughs> like that. And you're like, hey, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. It's like, and then you gotta do that thing where you're like, you gotta talk to him and like try to distract the guards or whatever. But then it would be so janky and it wouldn't even work all the way. Like um, I just like that whole uh, that sequence where we're like we're like trying to hurry up and quickly unscrew this mm-hmm. so, uh, this thing. And then I also like the the little nineteen uh, uh, you know thirties nineteen forties whatever Batman issue where you see Batman and Robin like back to back kind of like scaling up the mount, uh, the <laughs> building like I've seen that I've seen that issue before in like an actual real life cartoon comic for whatever so it's really interesting that they pulled it off in the actual game and it makes me believe that there's a possibility that that may actually be real like real life but not that I would know because I don't have the core the core body strength to do that so. But yeah, it is uh, definitely real, according to Emperor's New Groove. So that's <laughs> that's good enough for you. Uh, yeah, and it's it's cool to see how we actually succeeded in working together pretty well through the majority of the challenges like that in the game. And I was watching through parts of our streams back as in preparation for the spoiler cast. I, I didn't get to see a lot of it, but I saw a few parts. And well, in the beginning, I was still kind of figuring out the controls and struggling a little bit with some of the first few challenges. After we kind of figured out how to communicate better, I feel like we were able to succeed in a lot of the things moving forward. And even the things that we didn't succeed on, they actually were almost more fun because we didn't. <laughs> and it, it, in the prison sequences, that also when you kind of start figuring out like the different things that you can do, moving around, taking cover, interacting with things in the environment. And the gameplay of this game is very interesting because it's very contextual in the sense that you don't really have a lot of actions that you can do at any point. The actions that you can do are usually you walk up to you walk up to something and then you got a button to interact with it. Yeah. And Pop-up. at times yeah, at times I personally found that a little bit frustrating because I do kind of wish that there were a few actions that I could use more easily in like such as crouching or something along those lines. And I felt like, and and you experienced that too, especially towards the, some of the end parts of the game as well, where there are times where you wanted to do something, but your character actually did something else. You, you wanted to get a, like you wanted to move to the side, but your character accidentally got up or out of the the hiding place. A game over on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so it's I, really interesting because they really made good use of that square button. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything was yeah, square. Definitely. Everything like uh, going like like crouching and being against cover was square. Uh, picking up an item was was square. Um, you know mm-hmm. everything like everything and everything. The only time wait, did we even when we arm wrestled? Did we actually press square or was it X? I don't know. I think it was square. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. probably yeah uh, square. Sorry, uh, yeah. most of the time that we're doing something that was button mashy, we were mashing square. Um, and yeah, the the same few buttons were used for the majority of things in the game. And I can't help but wish, like, in in, in a kind of like a polished side, if I if they could have put more time into the game, I almost kind of wish that was spent in the gameplay side for things like that. Like, use the controller a little bit more, have some actions, like some set of actions that are a little bit better um, used, and equip the player to go through all the challenges with with consistent uh, yeah. like buttons that they can use for these things. Because otherwise, I felt like at times it was a little hard to. There were so many times where I knew what I had to do, but it was hard to be able to do it with the controller because I had to go like 
I had to be in the right spot to get the prompt to then press square to then, you know, and and it was a little bit hard to uh, to do that at times. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, with, we did push ups with square, pull ups with square. We did uh, arm wrestling. The only thing I don't think we did with square was uh, connect four. I think we popped we popped wheelies on the wheelchair mm-hmm. with square. We did <laughs> everything. We played darts, square, everything. Yeah. Shout out to the mini games, by the way. They're, they were so fun, and it was also so cool the moments in which you got to play them because at sometimes it made sense in the story. Like, okay, they're having a chill moment here; they can go and uh, and then like do this do this little mini game. But then there were other times where your suspension of disbelief had had to be there because they're being chased by cops in this hospital, and they're gonna stop to uh, to <laughs> mess around with the wheelchair. All right. <laughs> yeah. Or our contact is on the plane, got the engine revving, ready to go. He's like, "All right, guys, we're ready to go. Let's go." But like, wait, 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 we gotta play this arcade real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that, that was pretty funny from that perspective we need um, to, so i don't have any more shout outs to juan says they need a special edition with the square button replacement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have any more shout outs for chapter one but chapter two had a lot of cool stuff actually um the farmstead was on chapter two the i believe the boat sequence yeah the the boat sequence was at the end of chapter two as well uh the crossing the bridge was in the beginning of chapter two so that I feel like that's that's kind of the chapter where the game really picks up, you know, even though that's after you've escaped escaped from prison, you're kind of left wondering, OK, what's going to happen now? Are we in the epilogue or what is this game even about? Uh, and that's really where you start figuring out that this is more of a revenge story than it, than it is a, a, a getaway story. Um, and, and when you go through a lot of these moments together, which are fun, you know, like fishing and uh, getting having the characters get to know each other, you start seeing a little bit of their backstories a little bit. I believe in the next chapter, we, you get to meet the families of the characters. The, uh, and, and obviously the, the boat sequence, which I think we both both agree was one of the best parts of the game. Just having having to work together with controlling that boat and making sure that we're coordinating. And then totally, at times, just out of luck, like successfully working together. And then at times being such at odds with each other where... There's this one particular moment where there's a fork in the road, and then I wanted to go left, and you wanted to go right, and then we hit right in the middle. Center, um, we went straight. Yeah. Uh, what's really <laughs> What's really funny is that 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 was my second time having played that sequence because I I played I played like you know sixty percent of the game with my nephew uh, as I found out. But um, the the that's literally both times uh, the boat's health was down to like a sliver. And we barely made it mm-hmm. to the end without having to restart the sequence. So both times, I know the boat's condition was was shitty going into the, the the uncharted sequence. So yeah, something that this game does well too that I now think about it is that it seems like there's a lot of moments where that happened where we just just barely escaped with a sliver of health. And I wonder if it's one of those things that's intentional. Shooter games are are known for doing things like this very often where the, your last one HP is actually worth like 20 HP or something so that you always like when you're about to die, like you, you have you're more likely to have these moments where it's like, oh, I escaped with just one HP. Yeah, I, I don't think they literally did anything like that with this game, but you can tell that the balance of certain sequences were made so that you just barely escaped. You just you just barely left the room before the person caught you or things along those lines which which kind of added to the added to the fun of it as well yeah, the tension and everything yeah um there was something i wanted to say about the whole uncharted sequence thing but i can't remember so let's just move on yeah oh after the uncharted sequence it was, the, it was the farmhouse right or, 
the far the farmhouse i believe was before that but either way we can talk about the farmhouse that was also interesting having to figure out how to approach that situation and we ended yeah. up locking up those people in their yeah so the, like the locking up uh the locking, yeah the locking up of the people in that little closet like just shove those old people in there okay that i didn't have to do that my first playthrough um and that was an interesting thing we had to figure out how to how to do it because we we had, really we, we failed we failed like two times in a row i think when we were like we were trying to like distract them and stuff and then like got, i got shot or whatever or something like that and we had mm-hmm. to start over um but like the first time around like when i played it it was uh you had to go to the barn and what you do is you like basically like let some horses out or cows out or something like that you left you let somebody escape or let some animals escape and then the the old man and them go chasing after them and they run out and so you don't have to like lock them in the closet hmm. so um interesting the uh the uh, shout out to the legend of zelda trophy on that one though by the way just <laughs> we had to go in there's like a secret there's like everything has squares right everything prompts and stuff but there's like this thing that you can interact with and there is no square there is no you have to know or you have to figure out that you have to interact and you both of us we both have to like uh you know press this thing and it unlocks this door upstairs and you can get the treasure chest for and you get the little like ha, da, 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 you know like that little <laughs> legend of zelda thing um there was another thing that it actually just damn. It was a fleeting moment. Take over. I'm, there was something that happened before that that I wanted to give a shout out to. So you go. Yeah, no worries. I just wanted to give a sort of a shout out to us getting sort of stuck in that level and having to replay it three times because we kept running into technical issues. So at one point it was, I believe, a connection technical issue where we disconnected and then we had to go back in and then we had lost some progress. We had to do some stuff again. And then at some point we had actually gotten the game to a broken state. Yeah. Where we couldn't really progress, and we yeah. had to go back to a previous checkpoint the glitch. and do things all again. The glitch. Yeah, to go through. I want to give a shout. I want to shout out to that uh, Dango behind Dan. I've got the couple and baby from the intro. Uh, John. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, yeah, it's it's an anime reference. Um, so the uh, the guy actually made that. Shout out, shout out to your to uh, shout out to your Legend of Zelda poster, by the way. I I just noticed that that oh, was the thank 20th, you. the twentieth anniversary one. Nice. Yes, yeah. I believe I believe that's from um, I believe that's from Club Nintendo back when that was a thing. Uh, I I think I got a set off three different posters from Club Nintendo, and that might be the only one that's still with me. I, I think I have two that are in my family house in Brazil. Yeah. But, by the way, yeah, I uh, I did uh, <laughs> I did remember the mo- the one sequence that I really wanted to like give a shout out to. So there was like this before we got to the farmhouse. We were at a trailer park and we found like this this cheating couple that you needed like tell like the wife where the husband is so they can so you can start shit. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. So before we this that was, was this, this is all too. leading up to like finding the wife. Uh, and what's really funny um, is the uh, before that there was this part where we both had to like press square at the same time to sit on this like little kitty like uh, seesaw thingy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was like I think it was one of those like like swings and stuff that you just kind of go back and forth. But we both they both sat down at the same time and they just kind of stare. They're both like really close to each other. I mean they were face to face with and they're like kind of like staring at each other very awkwardly. And I think the writing and, and the <laughs> acting, especially the acting, was done very very well and it was it was a swing song mm. okay yeah uh so it was done very well where he was like you know what are, what are we doing here it's like no you sat down first like no i say yeah that was so hilarious and yes Quan agrees and yeah that was uh that was awesome it was awesome yeah <laughs> shout out to that son yeah yeah it was a good time and since you mentioned the the cheating husband thing it's it's kind of funny to think about how this game had these 
almost like side quests. It's it's a very linear game for the most part, and then there's a few scenarios where you can choose how to approach it. But it's cool to think that, especially starting in chapter two or three, that you started seeing those opportunities to go off and do something that was optional and that's where you get a lot of the trophies in the game is by going out and doing some of these optional things so it's cool to see that even for a sort of low but lower budget smaller game linear game that they were still able to put some of the some of those secrets out there like the legend of zelda thing that you mentioned and some of the other things that you could do so that was pretty cool too so uh, juan just uh just to ask you i think is the swing part the most hilarious part in the entirety of the game you too dan huh? <laughs> i I don't know if I would say that. I feel like I feel like there were other parts that were funnier to me, but I I can't think of them right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, but, I well, uh, I I just want to say that really um, you know, spoilers for our spoiler cast. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I won almost I think I won a majority of the mini games. Like you relented on arm wrestling. I beat you in Connect 4. I tied with you in darts. Uh, I think you beat me in horseshoes. I beat you in the arcade, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the only time you, know, you the only time you beat me is I when he counted. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, actually, because I think, and we're going to have to go back and do <laughs> check a countdown. The tape, this. Check the tapes. <laughs> because I had I had the opposite memory of it, where I I the way I remember it is like you beat me in like a few things, but I I think my number of wins was actually higher <laughs> because. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I think won. you beat me on you beat me on the wheelies. That's for sure. I know for a fact I'm, I beat you in Connect Four. I'm pretty sure I beat you on the darts. We you tied. Did a, we tied because we both got a perfect well, score. But you okay, got the perfect well, score but first. I got. I did it first. Yeah, okay, I did it first. Okay. So if anybody, okay. And we and we did do the darts twice, by the way. Yeah. So that that should count as two. <laughs> and you did beat me. You. I think. Yeah. You got the perfect score, and I hit 125 to one. You're 150 because I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. We were at the part where we were just kind of getting towards the end game. When we, you know, if I really kept at it, I probably would have got that uh that 150 as well. But yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But I I genuinely um, think I remember like I won more of the mini games, and you won like at the end where it really that's where it mattered. Like that's. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We would have to look back on it to see. I think. I think it was cl- whatever it was. I it was, with the mini games. I feel like it was kind of close to like a tie. So like either you like won five and I won four or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, and and at the very end of the game, fuck it. Let's just let's just get onto it. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're forty five minutes into this anyway. I know that it's like twenty minutes of it is gonna be cut, but um, I don't see why. And then we can go back and talk about other moments that we like. All right. Um. So. Ultimately, there's a twist, a major twist in this game. Spoilers, if you're still here and you didn't leave for some reason, you should definitely get out now because this twist really completely changes the game. And for the last chapter of the game, so there we go, going on spoilers right now, you had your chance. For for the last chapter of the game, you find out that Vincent, the character that Lewis was playing as, is actually an undercover cop, has been an undercover cop all this time, and it was all a plan to get to Harvey... And they were basically just using Leo to do this. Leo flips out and goes on a rampage, wants to to get away and then kill Vincent. And, and the, the ending of the game is basically a fight between the two characters. So that's another one of those things where they could have only done by committing to what this game was about. You know, the two people in the couch playing together and then having them fight each other and kill each other. And it's really one of those things where... You see those things in movies all the time. No, I don't. Want, I don't want to say all the time, but but it is kind of a trope on itself too. Like the two characters that are enemies and friends at the same time. Like they're best friends, but they they end up being enemies eventually, or they're best friends, but 
behind the scenes they're actually enemies because they have you know other identities or whatever and you you see that and then you get involved with it in in, in some way but in in gaming fashion and in joseph ferris fashion having to go through it yourself was really gut-wrenching and and having to use your character that you chose to play in that game to kill the character that your friend was playing as that you after you've been working together for you know, five hours in this game and accomplishing so much together and having fun um, was really hard to go through. And it was one of those things where I almost didn't want to do it. (laughs) I almost just wanted to quit before getting to the end. Yeah, there was no happy ending either way, because like the ending is there's two endings, either either Leo wins or Vincent wins. And and in and in, you know, for the player, no one wins, I would say. Um, Yeah, I I feel like I don't know. I I I feel like the ending that we got is probably going to be the more uh, canonical ending if there was such a thing as a canonical ending. Because I I I definitely felt like even throughout the whole game when we commented on it and stuff, it almost kind of felt like uh, Vincent was playing second fiddle to Leo. In my opinion, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you still feel the same way, but it definitely felt more like Leo's story. And when I watched the other ending on YouTube, um, it felt like it wasn't. It didn't hit emotionally as resonant as the one that we got, the ending that we got, because it felt like they put a lot, like it's just, just looking at like, you know, scene to scene, they put more footage and more screen time as far as like how long the ending took longer with, uh, with Leo than Vincent, Vincent's epilogue. So yeah, even in the situation of Vincent with his family and then Leo with his family, I feel like, I mean, obviously they would both be equally bad, but I feel like as the player and the things that we get to see and, and having seen the two endings, I do think that the the ending where Vincent dies is more sad. It's like emotionally the more, letter, the letter. Oh god! Actually, more because of the letter. Yeah. And the fact that he was ha- going through issues with his wife, and he was having a baby, and this letter was going to be his way of trying to you know Make get back sense. together and get things back to a good place and all of that. And and you basically after being the one leo after being the one that advised him to write the letter to begin with is also the one that prevents him from going through with it by killing him so that that was like that's so like that that's that's so heartbreaking (laughs) (laughs) it's it's terrible and then on the other side of it you got you know um leo's family who like obviously they will miss him and they'll be sad but at, at the same time he he was a criminal that escaped prison. He was involved with all these dangerous people. I feel like there would have been more of an expectation there that that something might happen to him. And and at least his child was a little bit older, so at least he got to know his dad and all that stuff. So I feel like while that ending is sad, I feel like it's not as sad. Like what what happens to Vincent is really the most the more tragic thing there. Yeah. Especially since after we find out his story um, with, you know, getting his brother murdered and all of that and like trying to be a good cop and all that and going undercover just to help catch this guy. And I feel like I feel like in, in my take of the story, Leo is the bad guy and he is the main character, but he's also the bad guy in, in my opinion, because he I, I, I'm not trying to make this black and white, but he was he was the criminal. You know, he was the criminal in the story. Vincent was a good person. He was somebody that was trying to do good. And he was somebody that was trying to catch this drug lord or whatever who had killed his brother when his brother was undercover. And I feel like I feel like the fact that one of them had to die is Leo's fault, because if Leo had just gone back to jail, fulfilled his sentence, whatever, that 
both of these guys could have lived and they they would have never been friends again but that's why in my in my perception of the story i feel like leo really is the bad guy because leo is the one that just lost vincent yeah he lost his yeah lost it lost his shit and killed vincent and you know i don't know like he yeah, I'm, was I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I, I'm pretty sure Vincent would have done what he said. He was going to say he was going to try to work with him, get a reduced sentence. Plus, not to mention, mm-hmm. like, even in the context of the story, Vincent knows that he's doing time for a crime that he didn't commit. Like, because they, they pinned the murder mm-hmm. of the cop on him, but he didn't murder the cop. And Vincent knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at best, they can get him for, like, a short sentence of, like, doing, like, uh, was some kind of, like, black market deal with that diamond and stuff. Which I guess he, maybe he wasn't supposed to have that diamond, so I don't know what the full context. I don't remember the the full context of it, but basically, like I don't think that he was going to be going away for that much longer. They could have, I could have seen a situation where Vincent would have, you know, tried to be friends with this guy, and he could have visited him in jail and or helped him out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that there was, uh, there definitely was, like from from my perspective, Vincent really did like genuinely care for Leo. Like he was, you know, they he was trying his best and trying to do right by him in in the best way that he could, but. uh but, but but fuck the I can't believe like in like in, in watching the replay like and stuff like Vincent didn't like put the cuffs or they didn't the 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 guy that took like the 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 commander that gave the gun to 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 Vincent what they should have done is put the cuffs on Leo first before making the reveal so that way if he did did lose his shit he couldn't run away but yeah <laughs> but no that's that's just kind of like it had it had to be that way I guess because story purposes but yeah. Exactly. Everything happened as a vehicle to get us to feel the emotions that we did at the end. And that, that's really what the goal was. And that's really the situation that they wanted to create with the game. And it's it's kind of brilliant when, when you think about it that way. Um, I, I do want to. So there's definitely some more shout outs throughout the game that I that I want to give. And as I'm looking through it here, I'm kind of remembering them. So one of them is in the in the situation in Harvey's Island, the whole escape sequence in the motorcycles. I thought that was really oh cool. Oh my god! Uh, the, the, the was it like was it like this or whatever? Where they both like yes. that timing was like next level shit right there. Like I can't believe it. They made it so that both players hit that the hit their their thing at their mark at the same time. I don't know how you do that, man. Like that's like like I there could have been a situation where I just kind of steered and like kind of veered a little and missed my timing, but no, it worked out. So I wonder yeah. if it's one of those things where it's like kind of scripted, where somehow it always happens, and I wonder how they did it. If that's the case, or if it's one of those things where you it's missable and if you don't you know line it up right you can actually miss it um i don't know whether whether that's the case or not um definitely the the hospital sequence yeah escaping the hospital when the cops come in juan says that too he said the hospital escape scene was cool really cool uh all done in one take but we did it in two takes because i fucked up so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right um actually in that oh sequence, my god wasn't there fuck a- you man uh, you leo got the best shit you had the beat-em-ups you had the 2d side scroller beat-em-up and i'd never fucking <laughs> yeah. had that leo consistently got the better shit in the game i'm telling you right now i'm mean, he is the main character i'd say yeah i was about to i was about to say that i was about to be like i didn't remember it very well but i was about to be like wasn't there a part where it turned it into a platformer for a while during that sequence and it wasn't a platformer it was a beat-em-up and it, it was it was really fun how they were able to do that um Overall, overall, really, really fun stuff. Now, judging this game by its, like, individual components, so if you think about story, if you think about maybe characters, if you think about acting and voice acting, graphics, audio, do you have any particular thoughts that, like, places where it, it did things very well and, and then maybe areas where it didn't? 
I'm just going to say, like, I don't know if there's any one category where they excelled at, you know, like, is mm-hmm. it, I think it's kind of like Mario where like, we're just, we're all around, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, the acting, I don't think it's not, it's definitely not Naughty Dog class level acting. That's for sure. Um, but it's mm-hmm. definitely not like straight to home video acting either. Like it's, it's somewhere in that in between, um, the they had they did a lot of like mechanics and stuff like of course they had the beat 'em up the darts the 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 arcade game within the thing and there's like they did uh mm-hmm. you know basketball not really well but they don't do anything well they just do everything competently like okay it's like mm-hmm. like they, there's like there's levels there's things that are that are like that are like okay slash mediocre there are things that are pretty good I was pretty good like you know like like but nothing like nothing like S tier I would say and mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing either because I mean. There, there, there is something to said be said about. There is something to be said about how this game is like, you know, not a, it's not a triple A game. It's a double A game. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I don't know which I don't know which is better. Like, if this is if it's if it's better that we got this game that we got, or if it was if how much better this game would have been have had like a, a, a naughty dog made it. You know, like would it have mm-hmm. been uh, is a better, more polished, more well done product better than what we got? You know, is this one of those situations mm-hmm. where um, I wouldn't want to have it any other way kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. And it's something that I even brought up in the beginning. It's like, I wonder if the, the jankiness and the unpolished nature of it doesn't even make it better and, and more fun. And yeah, it's interesting because the story, like when you think about the story, it's, it's a major component of the game. But it's not that original of a story. It's more of a combination of tropes. It kind of makes me think of Until Dawn in that way, where Until Dawn is an is an excellent, super fun horror game on the PS4 that has pretty much every horror movie trope you can think of. Like every single horror movie trope, they put them all into just this one game. Um, all types of tropes. When you think they've done it all, there's more coming and and different things that that they're doing. So and and this game kind of did that for. Heist movies, you know, prison escape movies, buddy cop movies. It was a little bit of all of those uh, put together in the game. So it's not the most original story, but it's this very cool amalgamation and combination of all these different cliches and tropes and, and movie styles and all that stuff. As far as characters go, I when when the game started, I have to say, Louis, that while we're talking about the differences between the characters... Um, especially in the beginning of the game, I, I didn't really care that much about how unique they were. I, I almost felt like they were not unique enough. Uh, like it just kind of came across like two generic dudes in prison to me. It didn't seem like they had that much personality, but then as the game went through and you got to see more of the backstories and more of what they had to offer, then you got to see more personality from them, especially from Leo, not a lot from Vincent. And that actually gets like, that makes sense with the ending twist like you you wouldn't really see a lot of personality from vincent because he's really faking the whole thing um and, and a lot was, of things make and sense it, sh- it should have been a giveaway whenever um whenever we did the whole backstory when we just escaped to prison we did the flashback where we saw like how did leo get on get into prison in the first place and we actually we as the audience saw it we saw the scene play out uh whereas whenever we mm-hmm. got to vincent uh we he only said it dialogue wise and we didn't actually do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do flashback kind of thing uh mm-hmm. but yeah also we got some really weird uh bot thing in the chat by the way just a separate side note somebody just <laughs> somebody just threw out a, a thing <laughs> of website so yeah 
I yeah, know. I saw that. Um, but yeah, um, Ghost Ghost Baby did say he needs to check how many genres they did mix in the game because there were a lot. <laughs> there were a lot for sure, and the graphics at the game are okay. Like I, I'd say they're they're pretty good, um, but they're not outstanding. Obviously, they're not anything um, super impressive in that in that sense. And audio, I think it's kind of forgettable. I don't, I don't really remember the audio of that game that well. So, like you said, game gameplay could have definitely improved. I, I feel like if anything, if they were gonna put more money into anything in this game, I would have, I would actually have put it into the gameplay and controls, trying to make that stuff feel a little bit more polished and and a little bit less clunky. Because there were a few times where I failed in the game, uh, or we failed in the game, where I didn't feel like we failed. For our own fault, I felt like we failed because something just didn't feel right. I wanted um, to. I just want to say the one thing, like my biggest gripe, I guess, with this game is I think that the end game. You know, we get guns in the end game. You know, this this shady mm-hmm. person was like, but that that, char- that that character was like, I don't trust your friend. You know, she, she was like sniffing out a cop all over him. <laughs> uh, but uh that we we get the guns and stuff, and we're playing, and then we get to go run around, play around, and stuff with the mechanics. And I thought they were okay. Um, but because we have so much like experience, I think, you know, gamers in general have so much experience with like Call of Duty and, and Fortnite for me, you know, that kind of stuff that we know what gun play should feel like. We know, we know the feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that it doesn't quite nail it. And I feel like there were times where like it was characters were like a bullet sponge, like there were like, they're like, I know I'm hitting them, but they're not taking damage kind of thing. I feel like there was some, something wrong in that sense. Um, I didn't really feel like I didn't really say anything during the stream, but there were times where like I just felt like this this gunplay needs to be more ironed out, especially because the end game is all about the gunplay. And uh, yeah, yeah, so definitely it's almost like the game gets more gamey as you go through it. And, and towards the end, the, the final sequence between the two characters, that's where the game feels the most like your traditional third person shooter or something along those lines, taking cover, moving around, trying to get behind your target and trying, trying to hit them that way. And a lot, there's a lot of shooting involved and all that stuff. And that's really where I feel like some of the, the flaws of the game started showing a little bit more and, and coming to the forefront because you could you could start seeing that this this is not very polished. So this is this is where if I were to put more money into the development of this game anywhere, that's probably where it would have gone, just kind of polishing up some of that stuff. So let me ask you um, this, and the, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. Um during the during their final sequence when we're fighting each other, did you screen did you screen peek? Peep. Screen peep, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember, but I feel like I probably did. <laughs> okay, so I made it a I made it a point not to like look at your screen. I was only like making like during the first half of the encounter, I was being mm-hmm. honorable and I was only looking at my screen and I was looking for you through my screen. Um, and I know I could have just like turned my head just or even my eyeballs just like slightly the other way just mm-hmm. to like look at your part, but I didn't want to. Like I felt like. Like I wanted to play this game, like like kind of like like a samurai, like I'm gonna do this with honor, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, uh, as I was losing, I started screen peeking, and uh, and it's and I was too late. It was too little, too late for me. But yeah, see, I almost took it as like you were supposed to um, do that because I guess. I, when you think about your traditional shooter, when you play it online, you can't really do that because you don't have access to the other person's screen. And when you play it on the couch, which I don't even think you can do that with most modern shooters anymore. But when you do it that way, I know that back in the day, there used to be this thing where, you know, you're supposed to only look at your screen. But the the way that I was thinking, I guess I was thinking with this game is like, 
so much of the game is about you following what the other person is doing and vice versa that I felt like it would be weird not to. Like this whole game up to this point, I've been playing on my screen, but also looking at your side as well to see what you're doing. So now, like, it would be weird not to do that. So I felt like almost like it was uh, the the game you almost expected me to do that. I also feel like otherwise we might have just kept missing each other if we we're both like, no, <laughs> where are you? Know you? I mean? like, yeah. 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 Um, so I also thought it would be just kind of more interesting and engaging to do that. Really quick, since we talked about screen peeping and looking around, it just kind of made me think about something that I think is interesting about this game, which is the, the way that it has you multitask in some to some extent, just by the just by having the two characters doing two things at the same time. It usually requires you to be at least more or less paying attention to what the what you, the other player is doing at the same time that you're paying attention to what you're doing. And there were a few moments where. It was very hard to follow, especially in the beginning. We would go and like have two conversations at the same time. <laughs> oh so the yeah, audio yeah. is just over each other. Oh yeah, but the um, audio, but they did do the thing where like the person who instigated the audio first, their conversation was dominant. Like it was louder than mm-hmm. the other person's. So they at least did that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So shout out for doing that. And and something that I noticed that you started doing later in the game is that you saw that if I was having a conversation with somebody, yeah. you would not instigate another conversation. You would wait until my conversation is <laughs> over, which I don't think I did <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I was being very considerate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, but, <laughs> there, there was a let, let me just get to my part here. I have my video queued up and everything. And um, all right, let's do that. I have I, there, I wanted to give a shout out to this one sequence where. We uh, we played, um, and like I said, I, I made it a point to just go out there and highlight it on the stream. So I'm going to go ahead and play and switch us over, and we're going to reactception ourselves. Um, so there we go. Let's watch this bad boy. There we go. That's kind of funny to see our video over our video. I know, right? <laughs> like our, <laughs> yeah. our cameras, yeah. Our our um our faces. Like I, I wanted, like, I'm, I'm going to zoom in it. I'm going to zoom out or make it smaller so that way... Uh, we, I want your face is like the best. It was the best. Like our, our facial expressions were, were like, like next level right there. So let's put that here. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted, I just want to see how like we both reacted completely different to this sequence. <laughs> there we go. Just as a heads up too, I'm going to see a little, a little bit late because I'm, I'm watching it on the channel and I have a delay. I wonder how this sequence would have worked if Vincent made the approach because he doesn't know Harvey. Just looking at your face is just utter shock, and I'm just like laughing like a maniac. <laughs> that was that was a good that was a good sequence. There we go. There, that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, what'd you think? No, dude, it was it, that was that was hilarious, and dude, that that was one of the scenes that I actually. I had it kind of in the back of my head that I wanted to give a shout out to just kind of killing Harvey in that final confrontation. The whole like leading up to it and then that moment and then the escape after it. That that whole sequence was one of the highlights of the game to me too. And I have to say, it's like we've, we've said it a few times already, but I, I really maintain my opinions of this game. I feel like at times we're a little bit more negative because we're trying to highlight some of the issues with the game too, which I think is fair enough. Uh, I think people should walk into this game. And I mean, if, hopefully if you're here, you already played it. But generally, I do think people should probably walk into this game knowing that this is not your last of us. This is not your super triple a polished uh, experience, but it it's a hell of a good time. And it's it, it's the I feel like I, I, I might have said this in the podcast and it kind of has to do with some of those things that we already said here, too. But it really is the jack of all trades. Um, 
I don't know, even know if I would say master of not. It's like master of being a fun co-op experience, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say, just give it a shout out to that. That was the Scarface sequence and stuff. And uh, I just I just loved our, our just like polarized reactions. We're completely on, on opposite ends on this. I was like, like here, like it's like blah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm just I'm, like smiling, but then also like. Yeah, you're like. <gasps> Like you're, I, I just got shocked because you were just like your eyes were so wide, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, more, more, yeah, like you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Give me more blood. <laughs> I just, I just spat, spat all over myself. Um, Louis, I don't know. I think, I think we've said what there is to be said. Do you, uh, do you have any more points that you would like to hit? Because otherwise, I think I might be, I might be ready to, uh, to wrap here. Oh, okay. I just want to give one more shout out here to the uh, jumping mm-hmm. off the airplane sequence and stuff. Um, when I was re- you know reading about it, oh, yes. watching a lot of YouTube videos and stuff uh, throughout the whole game, actually, I didn't even really pay attention to this. But Leo has a afraid of heights. You know, he's getting over his uh, mm-hmm. fear of heights with the whole scaling the the little wall part. And like there was different like times or whatever, like um, where Vincent is kind of like you know reassuring him and stuff. And uh, uh, I think that that was just that, but like to the extreme, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and it was really fun. That was a really cool ass sequence. Just seeing that, like the whole skydiving and the you know the whole environment's being rendered pretty well. I think that was a really cool sequence. And it just you know shout out to the visuals on that one. I was impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There were a few moments in the game where um, where I would say that the visuals worked out pretty well. Actually, um, some of the there were some of the very fast moving moments of the game where because maybe because you were not stopped and just staring at the same environment art constantly and you were more like moving around where i thought the game really shined and not just from a fun gameplay perspective but also from a technical perspective too because sometimes running through an environment really fast is where you can see some of the um some visual errors and things along those lines in in games too so so the fact that this game almost was made better in some of those sequences like you know the escape sequence from the island falling from the plane um escaping the, with, on the boat and all that stuff like I, f- I feel like some those were some of the coolest um, moments in the game overall but yeah i think Shout i'm out uh, to a way out yeah i think i'm ready to call it here if i were to if i were to grade it i would say it's a solid 8 maybe it's it's definitely yeah yeah it's definitely a great game and it's uh it's definitely enjoyable and i would say i i would think it's probably going to stand a test of time. I think it's going to be one of those games that you can still play like uh, as comfort food. You know, if you're going to play it with a friend every so often, I think that you you can like let the memory of it fade a little bit. And you come back and it's just like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're making that the, the, those cool ass memories again, especially with the, uh, the mini games, they're going to be competitive. And it's also like, I can even see, see a situation where you can play the game multiple times, but with another friend. So that way it's just, uh, it's just a better, like, um, you know, a better experience, you know, it's like that, that shared experience is what makes it good. And also uh, Juan wants to give a shout out to the construction site chase. That was really fun, especially at the end. Oh yes. Especially at the end, whenever it turns into like SOCOM, you know, with the third person, Mm -hmm. like little, like we're going to chase him and pinch him and and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was so really awesome where we were just like, you know, going back and forth. like, all right, I'm going to cut him off. You go. And then like, we're scaling this building apart. And like, you know, again, Leo is getting over his fear of heights because we're at the top of a crane and everything. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really good. Thanks, thanks, Juan. Thanks for remembering that for us. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thank you to everybody that showed up, uh, both watching now uh, the spoiler cast live, the first time that we did something like this live. Let us know if you think that we should do more things like this. Maybe we can 
record future podcasts in this format. I'll say it was a little weird. Uh, I'm still kind of learning to ex- experience it. I'm I'm used, Louis. Uh, I'm used to not having to look at your face when, uh, <laughs> when we're recording this. So it's <laughs> uh, Louis and I usually just go on on audio, and then we're just kind of looking through the dock and. I feel like I'm wait, I'm able to be a little bit more chill and just kind of lay back in the chair and just kind of talk and not have to be as conscious of, you know, the the video and and you and the Twitch and all that stuff. Yeah, so Yeah, that's why I talk uh, with my it, hand it a lot. It does kind of yeah. change Yeah, I talk with my hand yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does kind of change the <laughs> it changes the experience a little bit. Um but if you guys liked it, we can definitely do this more often maybe for future spoiler casts at the very least or something along those lines. I believe uh, we've already yeah, thank uh, you for watching the streams of a way out. I believe we've already mm-hmm. uh um like like told ourselves that we're going to do like episode 50 live of Ready Press Play on Twitch if I'm not mistaken or something like that. Like, or like a special like milestone yes. one. So Yes. Yeah, you know, something I was thinking about, though, is actually is we say episode 50 because it's kind of like a cool round number, but episode 52 would be one year of doing the podcast. So I'm wondering if maybe I feel like we can choose either we do something special for episode 50 or we do something special for the one year or one year anniversary. Um, well, also, I also think that would be also episode 50 is going to be hitting like during Christmas time. And so I think it's probably not it's probably gonna be one of those situations where we need we're going to need a pre-recorded anyways. But yes, also, yes, but look, we got ourselves an overlay. It, it works. It works for anything. We don't it doesn't say any yeah. name on there. We can literally overlay it when we're doing a talk show. So it's really a thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really good. But yeah. Well, it is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Press Play. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readypressplay at gmail.com or simply at readypressplay on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at the Dan Lima and Lewis at Chocolaka88. That's right. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show, and all that good stuff. All right. And peace out. That's it.